Hello, All Beard Inside listeners. We here at All Beard Inside understand that not everyone has the time to watch a YouTube video, so we have decided to present a second weekly episode of one of our previous interviews in audio-only format here for your ear holes. This is the audio from episode 33 of the YouTube show, which was originally released on July 10th, 2020. You could subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, the brand new TrendingTopicsNetwork.com, and most other listening avenues for this podcast. We also kindly ask that you rate, review, subscribe, and leave comments to wherever you are getting this wonderful sound. Please enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to All Beer Inside Quarantine Edition episodes. Joining me today is Mike, also known as BeerBrit MTL. Hi. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for uh, allowing us to interview you. No problem. Uh, so, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> so since we're sharing a virtual beer, what are you having today on the show? I am drinking the Seri Wanted the Chai from Alafu, the, uh, the newest version number four, I think it's a Crisette au Criot. Um, it's this color, it's beautiful. <laughs> I've got from Microbrasserie de, ah, my camera, de Lièvre, the Blonde Death. Nice. It's a uh, oh. tea and lime beer. Oh, so looking forward to trying it. And as we virtually do on the show, a toast. <laughs> Cheers. <Thing. laughs> Cheers, everybody. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. It's, um, yeah. it's like a tastier Bud Light lime. <laughs> so, anything is a tasty of Bud Light lime. Yes, right? that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, this is this very uh, cherry. Uh, <laughs> Nice, nice, really like really distinct cherry and a bit of wood, which is nice. Excellent. So, um, what's your story? What what got you into beer Instagram? Uh, it's kind of, I guess, a, a, a long-ish uh, story. And I mean, obviously, I'm not from Canada, so I kind of <laughs> fell into it uh, backwards there. I was more into um, like Euro lagers when I was at university, and Stella was, I think, my first beer. Um, got into cider, kind of. I was in, I was at university in Bristol, and it's well known for its cider down there. But uh, I got into beer just only kind of recently, about two-ish, three years ago. While here, I've been drinking a few. Um, like one once when I first got to Canada, I was drinking uh, Boreal IPA because it was the cheapest, strongest thing I could get at the bar. Uh, but that kind of created like a. I liked uh, to. Have the more bitter kick. I really, I'm still really majorly into the West Coast and really hoppy, punchy, uh, bitter IPAs if I can get them. Uh, but obviously, kind of has gone a different way since then. Mm-hmm. But um, just kind of uh, through series of different like influence, different people, uh, some of my my friends. Uh, I once got the the passport on foo that kind of helped me. Uh, just I thought it was an interesting idea. Ended up touring a lot of places. Went to Four Origins when they opened. They were just down the road from me, so I got in uh, that way. A few people took me to Saint Dublin, places like this. So I slowly got it. Started tasting beers at these more accessible bars, and then um, then just fell into kind of buying myself a bunch of beers each week from a uh, from a local store. Uh, and I, I started out to, at Marty Up. They were they advised me, and then kind of it's gone crazy since <laughs> yeah i'm a hop skip and a jump from multi hops it's uh, fantastic yeah. so uh the lineup outside yeah. is a bit of a pain in the butt right now because of limited capacity oh, yeah. due to a uh, covid19 crisis but uh it is what it is and i'm still able to get my my select beer which is fantastic uh yeah. so you mentioned somebody brought you into the crap beer industry how how did you find that 
not not so much into the industry. Like I have a, a relative of uh, of my wife is very has been in the beer scene for a long time. He's very into uh, beer. His name is Etienne. If he's watching, hi. Uh, but he uh, uh, he kind of slowly introduced me into a few beers when we had family dinners and stuff. But um, I guess that was it. Kind of just pushing me to try something different. But a lot of it was uh, self discovery, just through going to different bars and trying uh, lots of different things. Um, and then wanting to keep trying more and more and more. Um, once I found a place where I could get access to it that wasn't a bar, you know, started buying my own <laughs> beers to drink at home. And I really liked that whole process of sitting at home, drinking, thinking about the beer, just taking it easy. Um, so, yeah, I just kind of fell into it from there. <laughs> yeah, and, and we actually met, uh, met in person at uh, Brutopia, uh, oh, thanks Brutopia, to Jordan. Yeah. Uh, yes. Hopefully... I can interview them when it's, uh, as I'm going to call them, back to the brewery edition episodes. Yeah. Uh, when we, it's safe for all, us to all get back together and enjoy a beer uh, yeah. without having to worry about this terrible virus that's out there right now. So. No, it's, it's nice that they're slowly starting to open back up again. I'm looking forward to my first uh, Terrasse beer soon enough. See if, uh, yeah, no, see for if sure. all goes well. And you're going to be right next to the one of the biggest patios in Quebec. So. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's going to be, hopefully the summer is partially saved, even if it's a bit of a distance and a bit weird to be served in a mask or a <laughs> visor. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll, I'll take what I can get right now. It's the same thing at the exactly. LCBOs in Ontario. It's There's a little slot for them to scan your stuff and then they box them for you, so. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad it's, uh, at least for one thing, there's been a bit more delivery in the neighborhood and, and things like that. I think hopefully some some elements of what's had to happen will, will stick around, like people selling for pickup and ordering online and things like that will hopefully they'll stay in the future too, as well as just being able to actually physically go to the bar or the brewery and, and buy the beer yourself. Yeah, well, what I, I've seen in Ontario and I think it's Alberta, they can actually, the breweries deliver. Uh, themselves yeah. uh, they don't have to yeah. go through a store like we do here uh, but yeah. they also have liquor commissions which we don't except for hard alcohol so yeah maybe yeah. maybe the in the future uh, yeah hopefully, hopefully. Um, these places are adapting to the current normal and uh, i'm very thankful for that so yes yes exactly yeah. perfect mm -hmm. uh so beer bread mtl what, what made you decide that yeah handle? Oh, well, um, it owes a lot to uh, to Eric, the guy in Montreal. I just ripped him off completely, and he knows this story. <laughs> uh, and I, I figured I would put Brit in there because I'm British, and why not? Uh, I thought it was something unique, like a, a British guy with perspective on Quebec beer. I also thought it would be weird when I first started posting, and I have someone, you know, bring out some... English uh, phrasing in there and people are why are you talking like a British person and so I, I wanted to make it obvious uh, and since then I've gone a step further with kind of creating a logo with the British flag in just to make it clear that this is kind of this is my background this is my origins. You get a lot of flack from Canadians and Americans asking why you don't why you use the letter U in color and government. <laughs> it's the, at least the Canadians are good on the on the U. It's the uh, it's the SZ thing I can't get over. Uh, like I'm, I'm never going to use a Z if I <laughs> if I don't have to. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Uh, so you're very descriptive. Uh, Imaging is beautiful on your Instagram, and you're very descriptive with your basically your comments, uh, where's that creativity come from? Yeah, so that really started in kind of, since last summer, I really put more effort into doing it. Like I said, I really like just having 
a beer and thinking about it, tasting it, if I get the time. And actually, that's one of the great things uh, of this whole kind of lockdown period has given me the actual time to do that earlier. Before then, I was running around to, uh, different events, different places, kind of, I was drinking as much, but I wasn't sitting down and uh, thinking about it and writing about it. And I like that process. I, I write on a daily basis. I'm a PhD student. So I've just finished my thesis. It's about 150,000 words, something like that. So uh, it's like five of 450 pages. Um, so I, I kind of, this is an outlet for me to keep writing, but about something else that I care about. It's not, uh, I'm a history student, so not history, I'm writing about beer instead. Hopefully one day I'll combine those two passions and write about the history of beer, but, uh, we'll see. Oh, you have a long history to work with since the origins yeah, are sometime exactly. in Mesopotamia. So you got no, about yeah. 6,000 years. Existed before. Yeah. Beer existed before written records. So beer is older than history. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I think you have about 6,000 years to work with. So you should be. Yeah. Yeah. Should be yeah it should be, uh, <laughs> concise. This, this one will be a bit more concise. <laughs> Perfect. Um, now coming from uh, England, I'm guessing yeah. since yeah, you said British, yeah. uh, to Canada, the were you privy to the beer scene in England or was that just kind of like you you go to your typical pub and then have a ESB type thing uh what like uh, I I moved here six years ago I think yeah six years ago this summer um I think I kind of missed the craft wave uh back in the UK or at least it was still pretty underground um and I didn't know too much about it back then um for me it was like craft cider like artisan ciders and uh um, and then cascales and stuff. My my grandpa and my brother are really into into the, the, the traditional cask uh, cascales. But when I was at the the bar, uh, it was while I was at university. I was ordering uh, whatever was the whatever was less than three pounds um, would get me drunk. <laughs> so it was it was often like the uh, the cheap the cheap lagers. Um, and I've since rediscovered that a lager can be good now. Um, and Pilsners there with this whole wave of of Pilsners and lagers coming out recently. But yeah, I, I wasn't so much into it. So that, that's, again, it was kind of a big discovery. It was a big part of finding that there was so much craft beer in Quebec. It wasn't just the, the Boreal I was drinking or like the four pack of Santa Moise I picked up for a party. It was like, I, I, try, I tried when I was here, when I moved here, I tried to drink local because I thought it was interesting. You know, why would I come to Canada and buy, keep buying cores or something like that? Like uh, I would buy whatever I could get that was from Quebec and Montreal and then that kind of just hyper focused to be into this craft uh, craft industry. Yeah. And Boreal themselves have really gotten into the craft game recently too, uh, yeah, as you've seen. Definitely. So uh, the, the show with themselves, we uh, ourselves, we actually interviewed them real quick, their representative at, at QV uh, that day. And it's like, you guys never had this when I was started with Boreal. Yeah, and, and and they're still they're still independent breweries. Yeah. They're just they're kind of I, I like that. Like they have this kind of production capacity now, but they're still focusing on trying to do good craft stuff that's accessible to everyone. You can pick it up in the supermarket. Yeah, if you need to. Yeah. I, I've seen the building there, and it's huge. So they they have the room yeah. to they had the room to grow, and and they took advantage of it, which is very nice. Uh, as well, Saint Ambroise is constantly coming out with yeah. a new yearly beer, uh, if exactly. not something else. Plus the Russian. Uh, the yearly Russian yes. Imperial stuff yeah. they come out with is, is something else to write on. Yeah, the, the little annex nano brewery they have there. Yeah. Yeah. See that when I first started going to St. Amboise Terrasse, that, that net annex didn't exist. And then they're yeah. like, yeah, we finally have a bar you could go to all year round. <laughs> finally. <laughs> uh, yeah. You're very, um, 
you hashtag sued best a lot. Uh, maybe tell yeah. people what that's about. So I'm, I mean, uh, I'm still an outsider, but I've been living in the, uh, in the Sudwest of Montreal for the last six years. I've basically, I've moved around a lot. I am, I'm moving this weekend again. That was be my fourth place in six years, but, um, I, it's, you know, you know how it can be in, uh, in Montreal sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, this one will be permanent, we, uh, at least, um, but. The, yeah, I just, I love this, this neighborhood. I love this area and I'm only, it's only getting better and better with a uh, place like Four Origins and Missorum uh, popping up. And then, like I said, what you're saying, we've got Saint Amboise has been here for such a long time, but I can see such potential for that space in between, uh, like in between Four Origins and, uh, and Missorum. There's so many units that could be breweries in the future. Uh, I know, uh, Benelux have a production facility that's there on the canal. And uh, I should just imagine that we're going to get a lot more uh, going on here. So I'm very proud of the, of the, <laughs> of the area I live in, so I want to promote it. Right yeah, it, it is a weird little mix of residential and commercial. Uh, you yeah. can see the potential, even the creation of Riverside next to the old malting factory, mm-hmm. just using that outdoor space. There's, there's room for all these guys to uh, pop up and start businesses, even uh, Saint Tavern. They're in a train yard that was converted to business. It's, you know. Yeah, I went. I went to see them uh, last week. Actually, I picked up uh, their Ghost Town uh, <laughs> for one of the release they had. Uh, it, was, it was good. It was the first time I've been there for a while. Um, I often go there to work in the summer. I like to work in on terraces on uh, being free to do work as I want as a PhD student. I often buying, you know, do the old Hemingway like write drunk, edit sober, and uh, <laughs> see what happens. It worked. So you know. Just as long as you don't Twitter drunk, <laughs> you're okay. <Yeah. laughs> drunk Instagramming is uh, yeah. dangerous. Uh, drunk in Instagram is fine. So yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah along that Lachine Canal is something else, especially now because you could start at Four Origins and then work your way down. And I did uh, my friend's bachelor party last summer. We did a, a crawl. It was unfortunately about two weeks before Mesorum opened, uh, but we we did. The we went to Circa, the distillery, for a, for a tour there. Then we went to Riverside, like you said, and then down to uh, Brassa de Montréal as well, and um, in Griffintown, and then uh, for Origins. So we did, it's a pretty good uh, good route. <laughs> so I wanted to mention that in, in your descriptions, you're very precise about what you taste. Uh, do you find yes. you have a more sensitive palate versus some other people? or No, I, uh, I'm often really unsure that, that like that it's that's exactly what it is and i like to I, I always doubt when i put it out i'm just kind of I, this is what i tasted personally um and often i have to like double check with uh with my wife she hates ipas uh she just dislikes the um the kind of the really citrusy version of it but often i give it a, a sniff just to make sure that i i'm smelling what i think i'm smelling um, I should probably get into eating more fruit so I can understand which fruits I'm smelling, right? I, th- I always feel that's probably <laughs> an idea. But I, I don't believe that I have a particularly like refined palate. I just think I'm, uh, I can put a good description together. That's okay, more, yeah. Uh, I've, I've, I've been a person who wants to go basically a taste testing course. So my brain associates what I'm having yeah. to what I would have in the beer. So... Um, it's, it's actually interesting you kind of bring it up though because recently I've got uh, the last couple of weeks I've been really kind of uh, getting a bit of IPA fatigue uh, or at least New England IPA because it's only so many times you can repeat the same kind of description over and over 
uh, even though even if they're really tasty all the time, but it bears down on the on the kind of on the palate and the uh, and I just want to have something different. So for the last few weeks, I've just been buying sours, saisons, different uh, kind of more summery beers that I could just have a bit of variety in in what I'm tasting. Um, yeah. I think I think that's always fun. Yeah, and, and you mentioned lagers earlier. I was at the LCBO last yeah. week, and I'm like, you know what? It's a lager weekend, so just lager, 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 lager. And each one of them has a little bit difference to them, where enough where I can taste the difference, but it's like, it's nice, it's clean. I know how much of a pain in the butt it is for these guys to brew a lager and get it out clean like that. So yeah. I, oh, yeah. I truly yeah. appreciate that kind of thing. And yeah. whenever I am doing a tasting at a, at a new brew pub I've never been to, if I see a lager on tap, that's the first thing I'm grabbing because... That's what you should, because that is if that's their base beer, the rest should be good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a good way of testing uh, testing it. Uh, at least, at the very least, it's a good thing to have in between a couple of IPAs, so you can appreciate all your all your beers uh, equally, right? Yeah, yeah. Basically, clean the palate with a beer. Yeah, <laughs> so. exactly. But like in a good way, just by having something completely different. I, I often have the kind of order I want to to go in. I'll normally kick off uh, with some kind of IPA. Always end up on a stout and then probably end up getting something funky right at the end but uh kind of i like to break it up as i go through not just to kind of bombard myself with with haze or intense flavors all the time it's nice to relax a little bit have you uh collabed with any breweries uh with your instagram to to maybe make a beer or, or anything like that uh not to make a beer i've, I've kind of chatted about it uh a couple of times but no not not uh not officially <laughs> i would love to do it uh if anyone's watching in fact he's doing uh, uh I, I would love to do a beer brett montreal uh something really because uh, what brett is british fungus right so i'm mm -hmm. the guy to, uh, to rep that <laughs> well there are a lot of beers with brett and Amsies out there i find yeah, uh, exactly. uses it a lot so yeah now even this this one i'm drinking has a little touch of it just nice <laughs> Perfect. Uh, do you brew yourself at home? I've done one of those kits. I got, a, got it for a present, brewed uh, an IPA, but the way it kind of it fermented weirdly and I wasn't patient enough. So it ended up coming out more like a Belgian-y IPA. <laughs> it was quite spicy. It was drinkable. Um, and I brought it to a party and people didn't complain too much, but I think that's because it was free beer. Um, but yeah, I haven't, haven't brewed since then. <laughs> I want just, to do it again. Yeah. yeah, it's just like the cleaning and the tediousness of like the the prep work, I guess, versus yeah. the actual enjoyment at the end. So Exactly. And this this was uh, like, it's a small apartment. It's one of those Brooklyn brew shop kits. And I'm kind of in a small apartment, it's a bit difficult to find space to, to do it and find a weekend where I can make the entire apartment smell of uh, a brewery. <laughs> maybe uh, not the most popular decision to do that. Especially if you're in an apartment building and you have fans who don't enjoy that smell. That exactly. Wafting through it everywhere. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, some of your favorite beers out of the out of the Southwest. Oh, so that's uh, that's tough. I mean, um, I like I always I always rep uh, for Origins because like I'm wearing their their shirt today. But uh, I like I like their beers. I like I like them all because they're kind of just like you can just get into them easy i love going back to them uh, all the time um and they have such a great variety there too um i couldn't name um i i'm my favorite actually I, i'm kind of i always flip between what i want there and it's great because you can always just kind of have a bit of a bit of everything um so i'm also again say it's uh we everything i've had from them has been fantastic uh too i guess the, the beer that rep the Sudwest best is that uh trip on the canal the uh the collab they did yeah i 
I crushed eight of those a couple of weekends ago. Yeah. Um, I felt yeah, it because it's six percent, uh, but yeah. Yeah, that beer was fantastic. Not, not the best one to come out, but it, it's definitely representative of this area. The I also like the um, uh, the botanique, the origins from the Sudwest, because mm-hmm. the obviously you've got Circa being involved in there with their contributing the the botanicals there. So when we went to round Circa, they showed us all the botanicals that they were using in their huge fridge. Um, um, it's been a cool uh, cool idea for a collab, definitely. Yeah, that that'd be great, and. Um... Yeah, I mean, I've enjoyed a lot of Four Origins beers. I've enjoyed a lot of Storm's beers. I look forward to going back to the breweries uh, to drink yeah. at the breweries. Uh, some nights I'll just be drinking the crumpet all night at Four Origins. There's just yeah. something about that that English brown ale, and I'm just like, yep, this is exactly what I needed. So, yeah, it's, it's for, for me, it's it's like a a cozy place to go back to. It's not maybe object objectively. Like there's 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 fantastic beer all over Montreal, and I'm I'm kind of very subjective. I'm attached to it as a as a, like a local place uh, and friendly people, great vibes and stuff. I'm not saying it's de- definitely the best uh, beer in Montreal. I'm not saying it's the worst beer in Montreal. It's fantastic, Michael Keegan and everyone. You do great great beer. <laughs> I just uh, I kind of I, it's my favorite. That 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 for me is the sub is the sub best kind of. Uh, and then, and then Mesorum as well. They people are arguing will argue that they are the best in uh, Montreal. Um, and I love, I love them too. I can't wait for them to be back open. I love that space, and it's kind of a shame that they can't reopen yet. Uh, so. so speaking, when COVID's done, when we can travel safely again, uh, beer vacation you've never been on that you've always considered going on. Yeah. Uh, so this this summer was supposed to be a guest busy road trip. Uh, we did the did the Maritimes last year. We went to um, to Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, um, and did a big. Ended up doing a big beer tour. Every town had a brewery in, so why not? But uh, this year was meant to be guest busy, but obviously, Corona's got in the way. Um, but we're going uh, out, kind of a little short trip to the Eastern Townships. I always love going out there for for beers. Uh, we're going a bit further east, more to towards. Um, like uh, Magog and Orford this time, so there's a few breweries around there. But I want to stop in at uh, Robin again and Tracy uh, de la Ferme as well, kind of get some more of that wild, funky stuff from out there. Anything outside uh, Quebec that you'd like to do that you haven't? Oh, uh, I mean, yes, I'm not. I'm not too familiar. I guess I would love to go to. I've never been to Vermont. Um, uh, I well, I've, I've been through. I've stopped through. I've stopped in Burlington, but it was before I was really into beer. Uh, unfortunately, um, and I, but I haven't been since. I don't, um, I don't drive on the wrong side of the road, so I haven't been on big, <laughs> big road trips yet. But uh, and I don't have a car, so that yeah. makes it a little bit difficult to get yeah. to, to these places. It has to be like a dedicated trip. But I would, I would love to go to Vermont too, and uh, maybe even further into Massachusetts and stuff. Uh, I've seen some. Uh, go and taste the original New England IPAs at least. Maybe once my IPA fatigue's over, that would be. Uh, there's a lot. I mean, uh, Phil, who you've met, uh, our video yeah. our videographer, he goes down to Boston uh, yearly for a work trip, and he always brings back Treehouse and Trillium. So, yeah, I think that's that's what I would like to go and yeah. I'd like to go to Maine as well. I've got family moved to to Maine, uh, so go and visit them. Go see, uh, go to Portland and try out some of that stuff too. I stopped in briefly in Maine on my way to the Maritimes, and there's good stuff. Yeah, I've 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 personally never been to the Maritimes. It's it's part of my eventual beer tours, Gaspé Z, because for some reason I'm never able to find Oval anywhere when it's like sold out immediately. So 
maybe yeah. just finally go to the brewery and buy the beer and bring it back. Yeah, so. I, I saw photos. Now they're back open. There was a queue at nine in the morning. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it's uh, it's always going to be difficult to find that oval. I was lucky I got my hands on three at the Atwater Market. Uh, thanks for tip-off. So I've saved one of those bottles uh, for Still got one left, the grisette, because I'm team grisette all the way. <laughs> Saving that for a for a proper special occasion. Yeah, I've I've got the uh, Kanawaki barley wine, which is very popular on beer trading uh, things. And yeah. I'm like, no, it's gonna when COVID's over and me and the guys can get yeah. together again, we're gonna enjoy this bar this year and a half old barley wine. So yeah, perfect. Uh, so what's next for your Instagram? Uh, how do you how do you plan on growing yourself? Oh well, I I haven't kind of thought about it <laughs> too much. I'm just kind of plodding along. For me, it's still like, I'm just surprised about that I, I found the following and have any kind of popularity on this. I'm just kind of focusing for my own enjoyment and my own uh, artistic benefit, like just kind of justifying that I'm spending this much money on, <laughs> on craft beer a little bit, um, uh, just to make it into a hobby. Uh, um, but like, I, I, I guess I'm just going to keep posting. I've been getting into uh other things like i've been trying more like quebec natural wines quebec ciders recently as well so maybe branch a little bit more into other other beverages um but i think i'll be sticking to kind of beer and trying to keep up the writing and improve the writing and and, and the photography too like uh, that's always a bit of a uh, challenge uh, i'm still working with my phone um but kind of maybe branch out and try some more uh, cool things there yeah. Um, what I love about beer is you can usually incorporate those other hard liquors into beer instead yeah. of going the other way. The only one I've heard of is Glenn Fittich did a, an IPA uh, whiskey or scotch. Oh, yeah. Yo, yeah. The uh, Jameson have done their, their customized like scotch aged in uh, barrel in mm -hmm. beer barrels, right? Like, yeah. But so. you never hear like, uh, I mean, you, you had me at Merlot from La Brasse. Yes including wine must you've never heard of a merlot being aged in beer barrels or something like that so no no but i'd love to see more kind of beer wine cider collabs going on at least that'd be really uh, really interesting i had um i think Presque General did a, a a kind of cider beer it was like half it was a hybrid um i had it over over christmas actually and uh, mm. it was that was that was interesting. I couldn't tell if it was a beer or a cider. It was kind of that uh, that final line between the two. Um, interesting one. I can't remember exactly. I think it was aged on apple musk uh, again. Um, but the process, uh, the fermenting and what it was fermented with cider yeast or something like that. So it was very close to a cider, but it was technically a beer. Yeah, I find uh, Mons Regius out in uh, Saint Bruno oh, yeah. or De Montaville. They they like to play. He likes to play with that. Uh, previous interview as yeah. well for the show. Yeah. So. You can always uh, see my talk with with them and his beautiful mustache. So, <laughs> perfect. Uh, so I've got no other questions for you at this time uh, for the show. Okay. Uh, let the people know where they can find you. Yeah, so I'm on uh, Instagram. I'm at beerbrit underscore mtl. Um, I have a Facebook page now, which is basically my Instagram page. But if you're uh, if you're on uh, Instagram, uh, which is again beerbrit mtl on uh, on Facebook, um, and yeah, that's that's where I am. <laughs> Awesome. Perfect. So I'm going to add all that in the show notes. As for us, you can find us at All Beer Inside everywhere, allbeerinside.com, where there is a kind of monthly get together of the guys where we taste beer and then insult each other. So if you like hearing friends make fun of each other, come give us a listen. Uh, that's subscribed on iTunes as well. Uh, I will also be releasing the audio of all our YouTube episodes uh, over time. 
as well. And as I say at the end of every episode, drink craft, not crap. Thanks a lot, man. Cheers. Cheers. Right. <laughs> or toast. <laughs>